Okay. Oh, this is weird. There's a fly. Let's see what it says. Uh... Attention sailors, the registration for the Nantucket Regatta is now available for most of the Nantucket Race Week. Registrations including submission of PHRF or CRF rating forms as applicable are due on or before the Monday before the race begins. Note that this podcast contains adult language, mature situations, Godzilla destroying a model development, the Stork Brothers, rocket launchers, marine bases, insane relatives, and the boat. Listener discretion is... Oh! Oh God! No! No! Not the beans! of the Fuzzy Bunnies. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Spire Can Movie Review. Yes, we're back again for another fun-filled episode, and, well, yes. Remember, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at zanspirekin.com. Or hope at spirekin.com. Yes, we're back again for another fun-filled episode, and we're also on www.spirekin.com. We're on Twitter, we're on our Facebook, and we also have a phone number, which I think may be going under soon. I don't know. We'll I think see. it has gone under. Oh, God. No, I, we made the cards and the and all the other stuff. All right, I took it off. Okay, good. Not on these, but anyway. <laughs> I, I have over 600 of those. I know, I'll print more. No, it's okay, it's okay. All right. It's good. Vistaprint, supposedly there's another sale. If I forget about that, next week, there'll be another sale. The week after, there'll be another sale. I still have to do the, the coffee mugs for Vistaprint, though. But Spirekin coffee mugs? For us, each one of us is going to have a thing, because I have to have my official title, which is Podcasting Despot. <laughs> World's Best Despot? Okay. Yes, world's best uh, uh. despot. Look like the dictator from that terrible movie. The dictator. Yes, which Sasha Baron Cohen. Movie. Okay. The one movie I want to see you in is is the Freddie Mercury documentary. That's it. And Sweeney Todd. Because besides that, I don't think you're a good actor. I think you're a horrible human being. And then yeah, I really had no interest in seeing the dictator, especially at the in, after the internet the job saw it. I was like, yeah, I okay. can't trust your judgment. I hate you. Go away. Oh, the internet your job saw, dude. Yeah. I think it was like his first radar film in the theater because he like came. And he's like, I saw the dictator. I'm like, how old is he? So, I think he like turned 18 or he was 17. 
Yeah. And if he finds out about this, well then, well, I'm sorry, you annoyed the crap out of me. He won't know who Good we are. Good luck in your future endeavors. He won't find us because, well, it's the, it's the interwebs. Yeah, you never know. With technology and just everything these days. And also, that's why I use aliases. Yeah. They only know my name. They don't know who you are. This is true, but I could go into more detail, which I won't. Exactly. Because the thing is, technically, our CEO is the behind with sunglasses, so anything goes wrong, he goes to jail. <laughs> I'm just working in, in my capacity to fulfill his wishes. Okay. Well, it's better than being a pastafarian. We believe in flying spaghetti monster. Bless his noodly... That's an actual religion. Oh, Pastafarian nice. is a real religion. Okay. Hey, there's, there's, yeah, so. eh, well, each to their own. Right. You have over 20,000 people, you get a religion. They're Jedi. The Jedi are a freaking religion. Are they really? Yes, in England they're, they're an actual religion, but you were Jedi. I have to keep that in mind if I ever go to England. No. They have churches, houses of worship. Temples. Jedi temples. Oh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. I don't think so because I like being a Catholic, unfortunately. I know you're like, oh god, he's a Catholic, run away. And I, I mean, I'm a sort of Catholic, I don't go to church all the time, but I'm... You have your own dialogue with... God. Exactly. I talk to God. I do things with Him. Yeah. This isn't a theology podcast. No. We're not that highbrow. I think we're a little lower than that. I mean, we're 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 maybe what is it? we're above the ranting podcasts, but I think we're not as high as a theological or philosophical podcast where we spend hours debating about the the parts of the universe which matter. Yeah. No, we're pretty much equal opportunity. Pretty much. Yes, ranting and raving and getting drunk on a podcast and ranting about random things. Or talking about movies like we're doing today, because we're talking about a movie that was directed by a crazy guy named Savage Steve. Holland. Yeah, Savage... Like the country. Okay. Where the, how the hell do you have that name, Savage Steve? Is that... I, I, think, I think he made it up for Hollywood. I don't think his name's actually Savage. I think his name actually is Savage. I think oh. if you look at his, his drive, let's just say Savage Steve. You could do that. I mean, there's a guy named... Okay. Well. I mean, there's a guy named Toilet. This toilet. Wow, caught off guard. <laughs> I don't random. Mind blown. Yes, but Savage Steve is a guy. He made uh, The Incredible Crash Dummies, a TV show. He did Better Off Dead. He did this movie. And then he did a fairly, fairly odd movie, Grow Up Timmy Turner, which was actually not a bad movie. I've never heard of it. It was a straight to, to Nickelodeon show where Timmy Turner turns into an adult and then he has Tootie dressed as a girl with huge tits. Wait, Tootie? You mean from... That's Fair, no, from Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, okay. I have to watch it because of the small one. Okay. Yes. Oh, we, yes. yes, we have it. We know <laughs> what it is. Uh, it was produced by a bunch of people, which is kind of bizarre. Because generally, if you only have like one producer, but when you have an executive producer, an assistant producer, an animation producer, an associate producer, and then another executive producer, something's wrong there. That's a lot of people for this movie. I mean, that means something was going wrong with the production. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's just, you know, you have a lot of different producers. It was written by Savage Steve, and this movie's going to sound very familiar to an earlier podcast we did, just a little bit. I say it's a rip-off, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yes, it came out a year later, but still. And this movie is starring a bunch of people. I mean, you have Joe Flannery in it. He's a guy who a lot of people are like, wait a minute, that guy looks oddly familiar. He's that skeezy guy who plays a scummy guy in most movies, and he was in also Maniac Mansion, the TV show. Thing. You have Curtis Armstrong, who most people know from Revenge of the Nerds as Booger, and every other little short. You have Bobcat Goldwith. You have uh, Mark Metcalf, who apparently he was in Animal House. I don't buy it. I don't believe it, but he was apparently. He was. He was Niedermeyer. Um, you have Demi Moore. She's an actress. Is this her first movie? Um, no. No? 
When did, when, what year was this? 86. Eight, no. Because she had already done St. Elmo's Fire, I'm pretty sure. Oh, this is like her sixth oh, movie. Oh, yeah, it was in between St. Elmo's Fire and About Last Night. I heard that was a good movie. Eh, eh, well, uh, it, I don't know. And you also Next. have the, the lead actor who you are, so I'm surprised. You, oh. you must have so conflicting feelings about this because you're like, it's a rip-off. But he's in it. He's it's a ripoff. It's so cute. I love him. Who are we talking about? You're talking about John Cusack. The one and only John Cusack. John, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> yes. Oh, and a bunch of other people, including Jeremy Piven in a, a background role again. Yeah. Because if he's not a main character, he's just that guy in the background who's just a toady. Didn't he have, like, a lot of those in the 80s? Yes, he yeah. did. And in the 90s. And in the, in the aughts. Well, and then he had, like, um, uh, Entourage. He was a little more A little mainstream. more. That and then was, he got, like, sushi poisoning. Yes, that whole debacle. <laughs> he ate too much shark or something. Yeah, and canceled a, a, a $3 million contract because he had sushi poisoning, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but either way, uh, so getting on with it, this movie came out in 86, made for $13 million, considered a flop, and rumors are this is the reason why John Cusack will never work with Savage Steve again. So this is the film you regret seeing. It's either this one or Better Off Dead. Okay. We don't... We have to look it up further. But yeah, we'll look up two. Better Off Dead and see what that means. But anyway... No, we'll we'll um, say that for the Better Off Dead podcast, if okay. that is the case, if we're wrong. We'll, we'll remember to do this. And what is this movie called? It's called One Crazy Summer. Yes, And it is exactly what the name of the movie implies. <laughs> it's a crazy summer, and it's just ridiculously just out there. And... I know you're thinking, wait a minute, didn't you guys talk about a movie a while back about going about summer? Yes. Yeah, and we did. Yes, we did. But this is actually a little different. Just a little, little. bit. Well, actually a lot different if you think about it. Because this film is about a guy named Hoops who is an animation student. He actually wants to go to... RISD. RISD. Better known as um, Rhode Island School of Design. Which is the number one art school apparently in the think United States as of this year. Is it? I didn't know that. Number one. Apparently, it's a fine art school. I thought it was actually oh. an architecture school. No. Like, no, I, a bunch of my teachers in high school actually went to RISD. Uh, but he wants to go to RISD, and his name's Hoops. McKinney. And I know you're thinking, wait, Hoops? What is he, basketball player? No. Far from it. Because his name's Hoops. Yeah, he sucks <laughs> at it. And his mother's kind of crazy. <laughs> Just a little bit. I mean, she... She, yeah, laundered his graduation gown, and his cap's too small. His um, gown is basically like a shrug on him. Yeah, it's it's really just sad. You just see like, oh my god, what you, you want to just blow your brains out, don't you, dude? And it's just, it's sad. It's just really just really, oh my god. Just, uh, but his mom wants him to become a screech sweeper, which I'm like, wait a minute, how does she want him to be? Is she a screech sweeper? They don't really explain it, but that's a dad. If it just is, oh, she just wants to be, make him into a street sweeper, and she buys him a street sweeper. Maybe it's a family business? Yeah. It's like, congratulations, here you go. That's more expensive Your than business. a car, though. A street sweeper is like, at that point, it was like $30,000. She couldn't buy him a car? This is true. Yeah, but... How much, like, some of those fancy cars we saw in the movie, how much did they have cost? Yeah, that Lamborghini was, at that point, like, $30,000 at least. Oh, my God. Well, that was a nice car. Better nice, better nice. You have that, you have, uh, you know, and then you have his best friend, uh, whose name is George Calamari. You can tell this movie is not serious because you have (laughs) random weird names and just things happening where you're like, what the hell? Because this is just, like... 
and he's a guy who there's a scene in the beginning when he's talking about how his mom thinks he's irresponsible and he's harping he's like I'm not irresponsible I'm perfectly fine I'm, my mom may think I'm going to screw up but I'm going to screw up and then he stands up and you see on the roof of his car there is still a Christmas tree all brown but the garland's still on it that shows you what type of freaking boy this is it's just crazy and so Hoops is stressed out he's got two weeks to get his submission in which is he has to make a love story animation to Rhode Island in school design and he's kind of stuck because he doesn't know love he doesn't know this right. and his friend we said George is going to go visit his grandmother with his little sister who well, his her... name is Squid alright yes her name is Squid and she's just a creepy uh, not a creepy little girl but she's just a very uh... she's not creepy she's just quiet and she loves her dog and her dog has a perpetual flea collar uh thing around her neck. Yeah. Band-aids. All over herself. People make fun of her and she yeah. retaliates horribly with them from things of getting your tie stuck in a, a car window and driving to making your face stuck forever because she slaps you back to make a funny face to even the worst of all which is I think she actually kills a guy with a dolphin submarine. I don't think she kills him. We In this movie we don't know. It's, it's, like, don't. it's like the kid in the bike. He may be dead. He might not be dead. We don't know. They're off dead. Oh. That kid. Oh, but yeah. We don't know if he's dead or not. I mean, it could be one of his minions who's after him, because they all were saying the same thing. We don't know. That kid, I think, is dead. But, so, they end up going to Nantucket. And yes. it's... Oh, and, oh. Uh, Hoops is also agoraphobic. Yeah. Afraid of water, afraid of boats. And you have to go on a boat, freaking out. They end up picking up a girl who, who's played by Demi Moore, who is a hippie chick. Yeah, rock singer, trying to make it on the run from a group of guys looking to get her money mm-hmm. that she had earned. So they pick her up and they head for the ferry, which is leaving. Yes, and in a great, <laughs> amazing scene, they drive off of, a, off of a dock, land right on the ferry, and go to Nantucket where hilarity will ensue. Besides, some of you are some of the things that they run into in the beginning of their day. They run into these two fraternal twins who, one is crazy and the other one is, I don't know if he's retarded or if he's, sorry, mentally handicapped. Thank you. Or if he's just simple. Um, I think he's just simple. Um, you think, uh, Clay is just simple? Yeah, and just, uh, just a little slower than most people. Yeah, and his brother's just manic. Yes. Yes, you run into them, you run into the typical, I'm the son of the rich asshole who runs the town. And then his his father, who is the rich asshole who runs the town, sort of. And then there's sort of. his father, who, yes. who actually has all the money, and who they're kind of like, Oh, hi, Daddy. How are you doing today? Hi, Grandpa. Yeah. Played by that wonderful and great William Hickey. He's that old, you play that generic old guy who you'd always see, be like, yep. hi, how you doing? I still, best scene with him, I think, was in Forget Paris. Toyota. This is the senile man. <laughs> you want it? You got it. Toyota. God, I could not get that out of my head when I had seen that movie. Neither could I. All we go is walk around going, Toyota. You're also probably known best from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yep, as, as Uncle, um, yeah, with the cigar throwing yeah. in. The, yeah, he looks very similar to, um, what is his name? The Roman Cigar. Uh, 
George Burns, a little bit similar. He does. His facial features and his hair. He looks like a, yep. a third, not third rate, like, we'll say a carbon copy of him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. And so you have these people who are in charge of the town, and they end up running afoul of them. And it turns out, and also, there is also the effeminate son of the military surplus store owner. He's not... Uh- He's not gay, but he is just very fragile. He's, he's fragile. Yeah, no. He's not way gay, just... He's fragile. Yeah, he's just a big softy. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a great heart. It just is, he's, he's not like, kill, 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 like his dad wants him to be. And he's kind of... And they all become friends. They hang out during the summer. But what happened is that you have the fact that, in the beginning, you saw Cassandra, Demi Moore, with a bunch of money. Right. And in order to save her... Oops, threw the money at the thugs who were after her, and they drove off. And that money was to be used... To buy the grandfather's house to pay, pay for the mortgage? Yes. Yeah, trying to save it, because the rich developer... Yes, the The guy. rich asshole of the town is trying to buy it over to build his lobster restaurant. And his big retailer, retail thing. And, when, yeah. and so it goes to the fact that he dies. So yes. now it's, it goes from a guy's trying to find love to... We gotta save. Gotta save the property. We gotta save the property from the rich asshole. Yeah, and she has to like a certain date to get the money. I think it's three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars yeah. in one week, in six days. And you have, um, like I said, you have the rich asshole, the rich asshole's dad, and the grandfather who's rich, but he's not an asshole. He's just right. an old man. And the rich, a- the, the the dad is a sociopath. I mean, like, what type of guy puts a thermometer into a boiling pot of water to hear the sound? Know, not the, you know, but. A stethoscope. A stethoscope. Stethoscope. Puts a stethoscope <laughs> into a boiling pot of water to listen as a lobster screams in terror. And I don't know what lobster makes noise. Lobster. Well, lobsters aren't actually screaming. It's just it's the steam escaping from under the shells and stuff as it goes into the pot mm-hmm. when it's being steamed. They're not actually screaming. It just sounds like they're in agony. Oh God. Yeah, but, you uh, didn't know that. No, but he's okay. a sociopath. And then, uh, oh, we forgot to say the son Teddy. Besides so the fact he's got a Ferrari, uh, I think he has the IQ of a five-year-old. Oh, yeah. I mean, the girlfriend lures him with animal crackers. I mean, how, like, and elementary also, can you get? And also, he's a swimmer, yet he wears no teeth. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they have, like, you know, weights in them. To no. Help I, think, I think he can't swim. I really think he's... he's yeah, I, need to, I have to do my laps! In his swimmies. In his swimmies. In his speedo. Yep. <laughs> And he's the reigning champ. He is the outpalate of this. Yeah. The whole family, the deal is that they get money as long as they win the trophy. Yeah. Does the father's bidding. He's a total little minion. He's a minion. He's a little... But, so you have that they are trying to get the house back from them. Meanwhile, they're plotting against them. Going back and forth a little bit. And you have a bunch of little sight gags, which, like we said earlier, with commies, you don't want to spoil everything. Right. But we'll get into a couple of our favorite moments later, because we just want to get through, you know. Right. So you have that. You have all the craziness of uh, the, the Stork Brothers' just absurdities because they're getting involved. And then it turns to the fact that the Beckersteads, the rich assholes, get the house. Yeah, they buy the property because they're so rich. Yeah. And before the deadline, you know, that they, the banker gave Cassandra. So when she goes, they make the money. Yeah. Takes it to the bank and they tell her, "Oh, we gave the house away. We, we sold it beforehand." And he's like, "You gave me this time." And then you see the guy's neck is broke. So the thing is, he could have said that he choked him to death or did or you know muscled him into it. Nope, because we gave he it did. away. 
No, he did, remember? He no, he did choke him, him but he yeah. could have said, no, I'm not going to do because you're choking me. I thought the guy would true, but yeah, it's well. A, well, it's, it's a movie. They're he's scary the rich, people. He's a rich, crazy jerk. And so they make, they get the idea, just like, well, not exactly like in Summer Rental, but they say, okay, the regatta's coming up, we beat them, we get the trophy, trade it for the house. Right. And so they Sound have, familiar. Just a little bit. So now it's, you have the aquaphobic, who has to yeah. get over his fear, find love, and win and save the day. Can he do it? Can John Cusack do all of this and save the day and get revenge on the Beckersteads and get the girl? Because there's also another girl named Cookie who is the boy, the girlfriend. And she's the, the man the of the... son, Teddy. Yes, and yeah. she's into hoops. You have that whole story arc too. So will he get the right girl? Will he get everything evened out? Well... It's John Cusack. I think we know the answer. Yes, but you gotta watch to see what happens. <laughs> you watch it anyway. Yes, you do. I'm more curious. Is Joel Murray Bill Murray's relative? Just out of sick curiosity. Maybe. I would not be surprised. He is the brother of Bill Murray. He's the little brother. He's, a, he's, a, he's the brother of actors Bill Murray, Brian Doyle Murphy, and John Murray. Yeah, he's Bill Murray's... I was like wondering. I was like, wait a minute. Murray, I'm trying... He, he plays... Oh, I'm trying to see the Mur- Murray in him. No, he was in Cable Guy. He was in Buzz Lightyear. He was in Baby Blue's Drew Carey show. Yeah, Malcolm still standing. Mello, Hatchet, Mad Men. So he's been in a bunch of movies. So he's not. Yeah, nobody. he's still around. It's just he plays small roles. And he's the he's a little brother of. But so you have all these. So the movie itself is, it's been done, but it has its right. charm to it. It's you could say it's similar to Song Rental, but it is a different film. Yeah, it, it's more random and zany, and you just have to take it for what it's worth. You can't really try to delve into it. Yeah, it is a, what it is. Yeah, but it's also, a good movie. Oh, we did forget one little last subplot, which is, I think, the best part of the <laughs> film. Because the movie actually opens and closes, and they're interspersed with animation in it. Right. Because he's an animator. And it's really, I think it's a nice touch that you have all these little animated scenes, how he yeah. thinks, and how he, you know, whenever he's stressed out, he's like, yeah, there was this hip guy who found a girl, and then his boy, her boyfriend came and killed him. Or there was this hip guy looking for love, and then he went on a boat, but he and got tricked. And the trick- fuzzy bunnies yeah. got him. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know. And you have that plot going around. And yeah. It's, just, it's a nice touch to it. It's an artistic film. It's very different than a lot of other things. And I think that the, the animation is really what is makes it a Savage Steve Holland film. You got that, like, hallmark of his films. Because, you know, in a couple of his films, they do have the animation. Yes. Bring it to life! The hamburger yes. to life! Yes, yes. You have to wait for us to talk about that movie. About the hamburger being brought to life. Um, mm-hmm. You have that. You have the Stork Brothers, who play with Bobcat Goldwith, and Tom Villard, who are just... They're interesting in the film, because they're both so, like... Bobcat Goldwith is his... Zeke character from Police Academy. He's crazy, he's zany. At one point he wears... He crashes a party dressed up as Godzilla and destroys a model, which is awesome. I think that's actually going to be the... the, the, the demotivational cap I'm going to use because that's awesome as him destroying the city. And then you have Tom Ballard, who's just... Like I said, he's kind of slow. He's just kind of nice. Right. But he's just kind of... Something's wrong with him. Like, you kind of see him shaping stuff, but he's making perfect geometric shapes. Like, he does it, like, in Close Encounters, they're kind of those mash pills, but he makes, like... Uh, uh, old school is the what are they called the Zithirath I'm not sure I haven't seen that thrown through no but he does makes a Zithirath out of that out of the, the mashed potatoes and later he makes a perfectly symmetrical pyramid 
it's just something weird he does, and he's also the catalyst for a lot of the things which make the movie better because it's in defense right. of him. Like, um, Teddy makes fun of him and hits him earlier. Yeah, he loves to smack him around. Yeah, he smacks him around, and so what uh, Egg does is they hijack his um, what was the Corvette? Yes. No, the, no, the, before that's the lobsters. He hijacks oh, yeah. the, the, the cart of the lobsters, lobster truck. drives up to their pool, dumps all the lobsters in, and then watches as this guy who's, I gotta go take a swim! Goes swimming. Lobsters clamp on him and bite the shit out of him, and they're just laughing maniacally about it. Then later, Teddy wants his car done, and he actually beats the hell out of him. Like, yeah. he's bleeding, he's oh, hurt. Yeah. And Egg, who's been kind of just not really, he's been manic, but he's not done anything really wrong. Right. Literally looks at the car, shaking, grabs a chainsaw, and proceeds to cut the car yes. apart. He just goes to town. Yes, and that actually, it's it, that's a Chekhov's, I think that's a Chekhov's Ferrari, because that comes into play yeah. later, which we'll, we don't want to spoil it, because that's one of the best parts. Yeah, yeah and we got the uh, grandmother who charges for food. Yes, the crazy grandmother who charges for food. You have the the crossing guard who is who, who in another movie had an insane son and she blew her face off. <laughs> Ricky, I'm sorry your mom blew up. Can't have any spicy food for a while. Uh, um, you have, and then the last, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of other little things. There's the running joke where every time uh, they go to the beach, George, yeah, ends, up, uh, George ends up underneath um, an obese man who will eat all these very gassy foods and he ends up passing out. And the EMTs refuse to give him CPR. This happens over and over and over again. It's, yeah. just, it's just like a running gag. And the last one, which is the bookend of this, is Crazy Uncle Frank. Yes. He lives in the house. Every summer he does the same thing. Sits in his little room, just a desk, a phone, the radio, cigarettes and caffeine pills, and a random fly swatter on the floor, and waits for the one song to win one million dollars. And you see all the things he does in order to not go to sleep, to not do this, like, at one point he's going to take a bath. Yes. With a radio. <sighs> then he slips on the soap and... Yes. Well. <laughs> well, lots of fun happens. Yes. <laughs> and how that ends again. You have to wait the film. Yeah. The film is, it's creative, it's shot well, it's, it isn't the same as Summer Rental, but it's got a lot of aspects to really so much right. to it. Uh, you have the boat race, you have the guy who's stressed out for some things, and you right. have some of the zany side characters, and you have the asshole person. But, I will say this though, I think the comeuppance in this is a little bit better than the bet with in one crazy summer, it's better than summer rental because of the fact that in summer rental, it's just oh he lost money that he lost the bet and they stay there for free. This one, Mr. Beckerset and Teddy get thrown out. It's their this is true. You're, you yeah, I'm not going to invest in your money. You guys get nothing. And I know spoiler, but we know it's John Cusack. John Cusack has that hero armor that's going to be yeah. Well. I mean, I, I I personally like Summer Rental better, but no, I'm, I'm Zahn not, raises good points. No, there are two different films. They're both equally yeah. really good films. There are issues in both films, and one, this one does not age as well. That's one of the issues I do have. It doesn't age as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the music in here is a lot better, though. There is, it oh, is yeah. better music. You have a lot more noticeable songs. You have things like... Uh, Beach Boys. Beach Boys, ZZ Z. Top, David Lee Roth, Twisted Sister, a lot of rocks. You have yeah. Steppenwolf, you have John Williams doing it in one great <laughs> scene with the... Uh, uh, what else? Uh, also a lot of little digs and, well, 
the film, according to Rotten Tomatoes, sixty percent freshness. So a lot of people do like it. It's it's, it's, it's not it needs, but I do agree. It does need a little bit of polishing. But it's not a bad film. Yeah. So with that in mind, I'd have to actually give this film a bar from a friend of Dollar Tree once offered. We're gonna say I agree. Pop a huge bag of popcorn, which comes into play later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a huge bag of popcorn. Yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah. I definitely give it a four. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a good film. It's got a yes. great. I mean, the the pluses are it's got a great score. The it's got an eclectic class of of characters who are all different in their diversity. They all have their part to play, and they're all different, and they all have their moments to shine. Right. It's not just okay. This is John Cusack's movie. That's it. No, every character in the film has their moment where it's like, that's cool. That's interesting. Even Aki, who Ak Ak, who just I don't know why his name's Ak Ak. I'm just that, well, he's a I military guy who wears uh, George of the Jungle Bullwinkle shirts, and it's like I'm wondering, is he just being paid by them to just wear those shirts? I don't understand. Probably. Probably. Um. But, yeah. But what are you gonna say? It's 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 one crazy summer. Yes, and I know I say about summer rental, like you know, you can pop in in any time of year. This one. It's a little more of a summer movie. I, I tend to save this one for strictly the summer. Yes, or, yes, and also, if you want to see a good Godzilla destroying scene. Yes. It's not a real Godzilla movie. Because <laughs> it's, it's a very funny scene. The movie's excellent. It's good. It's got a lot of fun to it. Um, do I have anything else? Do we have anything else to say about this movie? Um, nope. No, not really. So, remember... Uh, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com or our Facebook, our Twitter. Uh, hopefully we'll get a new phone number. I doubt it, though, but maybe we will. Uh, you can email us, xanatspirekin.com. Hope at spirekin.com. And uh, I guess that's it for this episode. I mean, there's nothing else we're forgetting, are we? Uh, I don't think so. Just see it for yourself. Yeah. We keep talking, we'll end up spoiling it. So. Yeah, we're not going to spoil yeah. this movie. This movie we're not going to spoil because we're not going to spoil. We're not going to spoil. Go. It just doesn't matter. Wrong movie, wrong movie. I know. Wrong movie. Wrong, I'm getting PCU flashbacks. <laughs> we gotta do that movie eventually. But, uh, oh, shit. I can't believe I forgot. We're talking about the thing we have to do, which we've done every episode. We're talking about, I'm talking about that one. That only. Dodecahedron of movies. Yes, the Dodecahedron of movies, except no substitute. Now, for those of you who don't know, this is a 12 sided dice with 12 numbers on it. And each number is gonna represent one film. So what we're going to do is we're going to roll this Dodecahedron movie and whatever number it lands and that's reviewing the next episode of the Sparkin movie review. Now we've got some lovely movies on there. We have some crazy ones. We have some zany ones. And we even have one which, well, let's just give you that. It's that kind of movie. We were like, really? Really? You, you, you reviewing that? Uh, well, but anyway. I guess you tell me which one that is later. No, that, that movie, if, if it's rolled, we'll get it. But I guess we'll, uh, we'll see. So let's roll this Dodecahedron movie and see what we're reviewing the next episode. All right. So you roll. Let's see. Oh. Number two again. Again. So, let's look at the paper. Number two is going to be... That crazy Josh Hartnett movie, Lucky Number Slevin. So, I guess we're reviewing that film. Well, we'll see how that goes. Should be fun. Uh, Unfortunately, you're not going to be here because you have things to do. But you'll be back and we will have more fun. And also, we have a big thing coming up soon. Oh. We, we can't say yet, but oh. it's going to be fun, and a lot of our co-hosts are pissed off because they're not going to be on it, but it'll be awesome and totally worth it. Do I know what it is? Bump. Ba-da-bump. Ba-da-bump. Bump. Bum, bum, yes! Bum, bum. yes. That, yeah. We can't talk about that yet. We can't talk about it. Because you guys have to listen. You guys yeah. have to wait and hear it. 
So it's going to be epic. Yeah, so with that in mind... This is Hope. I had a lot of fun. Hope to speak to you again soon. Once upon a time, there was a lonely kind of a guy who resigned himself to the fact that love was blind. Now, if love is blind, he thought to himself, how will it find me? It honestly seems such a crime. For how many times has love knocked on a door when it should have been knocking on mine? And so one day, he went off in search of the aloof creature. He soon happened upon the cute fuzzy bunny gang. Perhaps they could help him. Uh, pardon me, cute and fuzzy bunnies, he said. I wonder if you could help me find love. <laughs> love would have nothing to do with such a stupid-looking creature, said the first cute and fuzzy bunny. <laughs> with that, no, no shoes. And that stomach. And those eyes. And those ears. chanted and danced around him. Naturally, our hero was very saddened by this, so... Um... He... Actually, uh... He... He reached into his suitcase and pulled out a Israeli submachine gun and he... He saw those cute buggy bastards in half and Once upon a time, there was a lonely kind of a guy on a quest for love. The cute and fuzzy bunnies were quick to cooperate this time. The path they sent him on landed him on an ocean-going vessel. Now, our hero hated boats, but he was desperate in his quest. And once again, he fell victim to the heinous cute and fuzzy bunnies, and he was sucked into the cold, dark sea, and he never found love. Once upon a time, there was a happening kind of a guy who had stumbled onto a girl who embodied all that love should be. All seemed well. Maybe those cute and fuzzy bunnies weren't so bad after all. Until... Her boyfriend showed up and pounded him into something that resembled a wet prune. Once upon a time, there was a happy guy that love finally found. And this time, love didn't pass him by. Oh boy, finally caught a break. This love story lasted all summer long. And there was nothing even the cute and fuzzy bunnies could do about it. Thank you. Spoken movie review and my favorite movie from 19. My fair quote from 1986's One Crazy Summer is going to be. Tito Ramirez is wrestling Mr. Congeniality in a half hour. Teddy says Mr. Congeniality doesn't have a chance. So, thanks to you guys for listening. We'll talk to you later. We gotta go. Later.
Oh no! Oh, please, your enormous is anything but chilly. She really likes you. Too bad George wasn't here to see the hopes. George! George was alive, but just barely. Nobody wanted to perform CPR on him, so it was a complete nightmare. <laughs> yeah.